you ready for start time? Let's find out. Ready? Let's go. I've pressed start. Uh, have you pressed start? When did you press start? Literally just then when I oh. said I pressed start. I was going to say, I hope you haven't been like recording me burping and like... You haven't been burping. I did one big burp down the mic. Look. While you were going... Meh, 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 meh. Meh, meh, meh. Like, that's the noise I want. So, guys. <laughs> me and Chloe are back together. And um, we're sat here with her new setup. I know. And it, it has sound features. It does. It does. I mean, hang on a minute. Let's fucking up that. There we go. That's better. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm going to work with it. Crickets. You get crickets. That, is that Because you don't get it. It sounds like crickets. That was so tinny. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> do that to us. Well, that... What was it, this one? <laughs> but stop giving away our new features. Okay. We'll give them away as time goes on. Sure, sure. What have you been up to? Fuck, I've been up to loads. Oh. I know. Tell me more. Tell me all about your trips to um, Down Under. Well, it was pretty cool, you know? Um, the journey over is never... It's not. It's not great. Obviously, it's like twenty four hours in. Have you sat by anyone? Yeah. Um, Tell us about them. <laughs> Actually, uh, the first flight was fine. Um, it was more. Actually, both flights were fine because I had the aisle seat, mm. and like that's my preferred seat every single time. And um, yeah, like. Is that because it's closer to the trolley? Nah, I just like the. Op- I, I like being able to get up, move around. Are you not one of them, are you? Are you someone that walks the aisles throughout the flight? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I sat in my chair the whole time and I watched the whole season of Titans. I watched a whole season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I watched a whole season of... Oh, what the fuck? Sounds I want? like most of your depressed days. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me God, about it. God, press that yellow button. Oh no, it wasn't that one. Oh <laughs> shit, the green one. <laughs> no, it wasn't that one, was it? It was meant to be the blue one. Oh my god. Not that one. Not that one. That one. The other blue. That's what we, we go. were looking for. We got there in the end. <laughs> That's what you were looking for. I was following your commands. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. Flights are never fun, fun. But, um,. Yeah, I got to, I got to Sydney. It was cool. The part I went to wasn't on fire. That was pretty awesome as well. I did get to see some of the fire though, and it was massive <laughs> and tragic. Um, like, did you save any koalas? No, I didn't even get to see any koalas this year. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. This tinny noise that I make when I say S's is really frustrating me. Why have <laughs> people complained about it? No, it's frustrating me. I'm hearing it. Can you not hear it? Does it not annoy you? Not many things annoy me. When people ask me what are my pet peeves, I don't actually know. 
Um, is one of them getting wrist locked? I don't like getting wrist locked. No. <laughs> That's not a pet peeve though. People can wrist lock me, but I'm going to if if there's the if you have my wrist, I will tap straight away because my wrist snap like ridiculous. Nice. That makes me. She's saying this because on Monday night when we trained together. She just kept putting pressure on my wrist and I kept tapping <laughs> straight away and she was like going, why are you tapping? Could have escaped that. And I was like, no, I could have, but I'm not going <laughs> to risk my livelihood. Not that I'm a wrist model or anything. Why not? Why not risk it? <laughs> oh, why have you not pressed that? What have you done? What? Why not risk it? I said risk, but I'll take it. <laughs> Thanks. Were you looking for that one? Is that the no, one that you wanted to no. press? I wanted to press that one. Okay. So I'm using my big toe to press the buttons, whereas close in arms reach. I know. I'm very lucky. I'm super fortunate as a person. Like, you've met me. Big, long arms. I know, right? Perfect for the arm triangle, son. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, tell us more about Australia. What did you learn? Who did you meet? Uh, what did you do? Did you finger? Oh, I thought so many people. Um, no, like, uh, what did we do? On I got there on Thursday morning at like 6am. And then I ended up waiting around till 9, 10 for the other two people to come who I was uh, sharing a hotel with, which was cool. And then we went into Sydney. We were staying... Or was it? We were staying on Bondi Junction, which is about it's a fair ways away from actually like the beach. So, um, but it's like the shopping area. So we went for something to eat and stuff. I had a shower. I had a bath. <gasps> oh my god. Big I was baths so in- nowadays. I know. I was so indulged. And you've seen me. Like I'm a tall glass of water, right? Yeah, son. Yeah. And like normally if I have a bath in my tub there squished up yeah either my legs out of the water or my whole body is out of the water you can't have it both ways not in this tub son it was like a meter and a half off the floor it was like a swimming pool but a tub like i i felt like did I you take photos of it nah i didn't take you any photos whilst i was the, there but you should all if they if you're in a good roomy place mm. you should do like a you know what's it called with um, MTV Cribs? <laughs> you should MTV Cribs that shit. I should. I should. You're right. I, oh my god, our voices keep cutting out. This is so frustrating. Can Can you hear from the side? Can you hear from the top? It's better from the top. I don't know. We're trying these new mics and we're working out how it's going. So mm. if if there is any trouble. Please let us know. Yeah, we apologise if everything's a bit shit. If it's um, if it's real bad, we'll just, you know, never use this equipment ever again. I'll just toss it away. We'll use the old mic. It's a waste of, waste of money. <laughs> waste of my bloody time. Oh, don't say that. Anyway, so fried. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Sorry, my big toe slipped. Did it though? Mm. Did it? Did it? Ooh. So, 
on the Friday, after a decent night's sleep, we went to the train station because we had to. Don't I'm not stop hovering. I'm not. <laughs> I'm waiting just in case you say something. I say okay. lots of stuff, son. Um, but yeah, I went to the train station because uh, the camp is in a place called um, Hawkesbury Bay. No, it's called Broken Bay. It's like a you need to get a, you need to get a water taxi to get there, which is dope. But as we were, um, like, so we're at the train station for a little bit. Loads of other campers came. There was like, I don't know, about forty of us on the platform. We all travelled to Hawkesbury at the same time. Then we all just chill out and wait for the boat to come. Uh, it was really nice. Got to catch up with all the people I met last year. Met a couple new people. Oh my god! Stop. Stop. I just want to talk and it's not letting me. <sighs> it's not letting me talk. It doesn't capture whispers. This is so frustrating. I thought this would be so much better. <sighs> is it registering my voice? It is. Why wouldn't it just. It might just be the headphones, you know. It's probably just the headphones. We'll find out soon enough. <sighs> that was. Oh my god, you're the worst person on the planet. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. <laughs> um, so Friday, Friday was dope. Uh, when we got to camp, we um, she's obviously learnt a new word, dope, and she's using it very much throughout this podcast. I say dope all the time. I have said dope literally in every single one of these podcasts. You're saying dope as much as I say like. I say like a lot. <laughs> um, like, uh, so like I was like, yeah, okay. Like we were at like this place, like, <laughs> you know, like this. Come on, tell us about Friday. Friday. Keep it short and sweet. <clears throat> I'm trying. I'm trying. Friday was dope. That's where we're starting. <laughs> and how was Saturday? <laughs> so Friday. It was um, like there's a basic introduction. You get to um, you go to your cabin. Uh, my friend and I. Cabin in the woods. It was a cabin in the woods. It was cabin on the beach. Why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting so pissed off with me. Just I've your got fucking a hovering foot. Big toe. Just your fucking foot. Don't grab my big toe. Why? It's sexy. Exactly. It costs <laughs> money. That's how I make my money on just fans or only just fans or whatever. Um, Ten pounds a pick. So yeah, we had um, we had like our basic introductions and stuff. We did a little bit of a warm up, and then it was like an hour of sparring. It was dope. Fucking loved it. Um, like the first day, I got to roll with Jess Fraser. By the introduction, like was you all in one big. Meeting like in one big circle and like everyone stood up, nah, and just went, "Hi, my name's Chloe. I'm from Britain. Hi, everyone. Good Hi. day, everyone. My Next name's person. Chloe, and I come from Great Britain. We're no longer in the European Union. <laughs> we don't believe in communism. Was that what it was like? No, no. Everyone's there, everyone there's pretty cool. Um. Actually, on Friday, like, so, the 
all of the black belts and stuff went out like to the front. There were 12 female black belts just hovering around. It was dope. Dope. Um, uh, 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 and um, yeah, so Jess, I love her. I'll talk more about her in a little bit. But like she gave our uh, introductions and everything. She was talking about all of the black belts uh, that were there. There was one from the US. There was a couple from uh, New Zealand. Well, there was one from New Zealand. Um, and that was Kirsty. Uh, I think it's Kirsty Mather or Matha Mather. I don't know. Anyway, she got her black belt there. Jess was giving her speech. And she was like, oh, we're missing one. Kirsty, boom. And then I was a, like a mess with tears. Like, I cried so much. Like listening to Jess talk about the black belts, seeing Kirsty get her fucking black belt, and like listening to the, um, they got this other black belt in to give her uh, the belt because uh, Jess, I think she she doesn't have a like uh, two stripes or whatever. Anyway, he gave a beautiful speech. Jess gave a beautiful speech. Kirsty gave a speech, um, which was hilarious. Because she's a bit like me and that she doesn't know how to process positive things. And I, well, actually, no, that's a lie. She's a very funny person. And like, she just, she was like, yeah, um, jujitsu's hard. So's life. And uh, yeah, a ham sandwich walks into a pub. The barman says, sorry, mate, we don't serve food. And that was her black belt speech. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah. But like that needed a little... Why, why would you stop it? I went in with the big toe at the same time as you did your finger. <laughs> Look, it's losing value already. Okay. <laughs> You're devaluing the noise. Um, so yeah, after all that happened, we had, um, we just rolled for an hour. I got... I got my role in the gi with Jess, which I didn't get last year. I just got my, I only uh, got to roll with her in no gi. And as you're aware, I'm shit in no gi. So, um, yeah, that was kind of Friday. Uh, we played some games in the evening. Saturday, we had our first session with uh, Hope and Demi. Hope Douglas is a... She's an amazing uh, black belt. Uh, she... I think like she medaled at uh, Abu Dhabi um, at Black Belt literally a couple of months after she got it. It was insane. She was showing us some uh, De La Hiva stuff, which was amazing, but it messed up my knee for the rest of my trip, uh, <laughs> which was fine. Um, uh, Demi took half of the group. Hope took half the group. They each taught the opposite thing to the other person. So Hope was teaching De La Hiva. Demi was teaching... Uh, Smash pass from mission control or ground control if you're me, and that's how you process it. Exactly, exactly. We would uh, so we were learning um, like the ground control smash pass, like a variation of it. Um, the week before I left, uh, Stu was teaching it, and all I could do was sing ground control to Major Tom, and everyone's like, "It's mission control." I'm like, "It's ground control, son. Ground control." <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did the thing with Hope. Then there was an hour of sparring. Then it was lunch. 
then, like, so, don't know what that was. That was my phone. <sighs> you got, nobody else will hear it. Whatever. It's a squadron. You got to go? No. Ah, fair enough. It's just someone saying, oh, I hope he dreams about me. Aww. In the group chat. Aww. Um. <laughs> Bit gay. It's pretty gay. So, the island that we were staying on, uh, it was hit by a cyclone the day before, and lightning struck the um, power station, so there was no electricity. And uh, I'm going to say ridiculously, because I have no idea how they did it, but in the 24-hour period that we were there, Jess and her team were able to um, not only secure a new location for the seminars and like mat space, but also accommodation for all of us on the Gold Coast. I think it was the Gold Coast. It was on uh, the coast of Sydney at least. Um, and like, so the afternoon of Saturday, we were told, "Look, there's not enough. There's no power. We can't cook. We can't do this. We can't do that." Um, they were shipping in. Uh, fresh water because the water was just standing water uh, in the pipe so we couldn't drink it um, but Jess and all of our team worked really hard we got coaches we got a water taxi to another beach we got coaches from there to this other sports centre and everything just continued as normal like it that was just sounds seamless like your stress if you were organising that oh my god I have no idea how she did it um and like again I'll talk more about Jess like after everything. Anyway, the afternoon we still had our um seminar session with uh Demi. I can't remember her second name, I feel really or bad. Nah. Nah, not that one. Lovato. No. No. Mm. Neither of those two. Although imagine Demi Lovato giving fucking <laughs> blue belt seminars. <laughs> She'll make, she'll make money. Yeah, she would. Um, but Demi's a, she's a brown belt, but she's also like my size, which was awesome because I got to roll with her. And when I say roll with her, I mean she moved me around the mat and refused to submit me because I think she liked seeing me in pain, which was fine. <laughs> but at the same time, my pride, ow. <laughs> Got my little baby violin out. Yeah. Ooh. Oh well. Um. So yeah, like we um we did a really cool smash pass. Uh, which was basically just uh popping out the Della Heaver hook. Uh, stepping into like oh what's it called? Oh, what's the Guard called when you've got your knee between. X. No, 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 no. When you step over and like you've got their leg on the ground, you're hooking the leg, but then the other leg is over your leg. I don't have a clue what you're going on about anaconda. No, it's not a submission. It's a it's a passing it. Anyway, we did something from that. We squashed the guard, rolled around, got to side, and uh, yeah, basically everyone was amazing. And then, um, yeah, Saturday night, uh, Jess 
not Jess Fraser, Jessica Rose Clark from the UFC. Do you know who Jessica Rose yeah. Clark is? She was there. Cool. She gave us a really good... Um, she a black belt? No, she's a purple belt. She got her purple belt last year mm. at the camp. And she was telling me that... <laughs> well, she told the whole camp, essentially, that she brought her gi, but it was literally just for ceremony. <laughs> she doesn't wear the gi. <laughs> Um, that's my girl <laughs> honestly she's so dope uh, do you know the lumberjacked uh, gear that I got Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting her some and sending them over to her So, because like I got some for Jess as well uh, the other Jess, Jess Fraser I, like, we both wore it to the um, yeah I saw a photo of you both wearing <laughs> it it was, cute. it was so good but like when she saw me and uh, Jess and it, she was like oh my god I need this in my life I was like I'll get you it and I'll send it over. So I did that. She gave me her address and I sent it over when I got back. It was awesome. Um. Anyway. See, I still need to purchase some, but I'm waiting for a sale. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone... Until I get a bonus. <laughs> some <laughs> Maybe someone just who works for them listens to this. You never know. Uh, they might. One day... <laughs> they might they might listen to one episode and go this is actually pretty good and then go back and binge all of the other ones well um me and Ross Brave mm. uh, do follow each other on Instagram of course you do I feel like um we'd be best friends if we might met in person you and Dan yeah I don't know he's got standards <laughs> I just think that we'd have a good time together. I reckon you'd have a good time. Like, Dan's I feel like I might be a bit more wilder than him, though. Mm. Mm. Dan's a dude. Like a dude dude. I'm a chicka chick. Yeah. But you've both got similar biceps, so... And beards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Saturday night, Jess, uh, Jess Clark gave like a, uh, like a TED talk essentially about, uh, mindset going into competition. And she was talking about how, um, like she had a few wins, but then she had like a, a run of losses and in her last one, she wasn't, um, overly happy. Like she didn't know that she wasn't enjoying it. She was just pushing through everything. So then, um, like, after she spoke to her coach about it, her coach was like, this is what you should have said before we had this fight because then we could have done something about it. So since then, she's been seeing, like, a sports psychologist and mm -hmm. they've been talking her through all of this stuff that they can uh, that she can do to, like, boost her performance and stuff. And she's obviously uh, got a lot better since. And she was talking about the things that she does now. So, like... Um, I can't remember the exact words she uses, but like when she's getting amped for like sparring or for a fight or something, she's just like tapping her thigh with her two fingers, just like you're relentless, you're relentless, you're relentless, and it just like amps her up for the fight. And she knows, yep, if this you're is where opponent, I'm going to fight. if you're opponent now, you shouldn't be saying this because um, you'd have to like just tap her on the leg while you're fighting her, like you're not relentless. No, <laughs> don't say that. No, but that's what I'd do if I found out that information. I was an opponent. I'm an asshole. 
Yeah, but, but it's not going to have the opposite, like, thing. Ooh, you never know. Uh, nah. Also, if you're tapping her leg, that's that's a tap, son. <laughs> you automatically discount yourself from the situation. Little one, <laughs> little two finger tap. What the Brazilian tap? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that talk was really cool. And then the next day, we had uh, the first seminar was with Jess Clark. She um, was doing some. Um, oh, what did she do? We did a half guard pass using your head, driving it in, getting the arms up, and then we were moving to the back and locking up for like a, a rear triangle. It was it was superb. Um and like isolating the arms and everything. Uh so that was super fun and I've caught it a lot since. <laughs> um I've stopped bothering trying to get hooks for the back now. I literally just throw my arm over the shoulder and lock everything up. Um, it's working so much better. Because I, I don't know about you. Like, when you get the back, do you just not find yourself bored and tired of trying to fight these people's feet when they're trying to come in? Well, when I take the back. Yeah. No, I... No. No, you're just good at taking the back. I'm, I get most of my submissions from taking the back. Mm. I d- I, sometimes I'd like to think that if I've got someone's back, I'm probably going to do something with it, an arm bar or um, rear naked choke. Makes sense. Makes sense. Was it after that? So we had an hour of sparring after that session. And I got my very first ever single-armed rear-naked choke. Ooh. I know, son. It's like one of the good things about having like ridiculously long arms. It's like I've got an additional hinge in it sometimes. But like, did you secure it to your own own shoulder and then do a little drive with the head? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I secured it with her shoulder. <laughs> so oh, so I you didn't even have to go that. Mm-mm. I got my. I literally put my um, hand over her shoulder, like like a gooseneck or whatever it is, and then pulled my elbow as far back as I could and then lifted up and then just kept pulling around. I got the tap. I was like, fuck, I'm pretty good, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, that's not the one. What are you talking about? That was definitely the one. What are you talking about? Bigging yourself up. How dare you? I very rarely big myself up, actually. Do you want to know something hilarious? Go on. Um, Is it going to be hilarious, though? To me, it's hilarious. Tell me. <laughs> Stop pushing buttons. Um, so, uh, I had an appointment with my psychologist before I went to uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> It's not that bad. <laughs> like, I, I I like thinking about my mental health and... No, it's good to... It's good to talk. It's like the one thing BT got right. It's good to talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was like... All of the stuff that we'd been talking about previously, she was like, yeah, yeah, you seem like a lot better, a lot happier in yourself and stuff. And she's like, but the one thing that I do notice all the time is this... 
negative self-talk. And I was like, huh? And it was like something that I hadn't really noticed like at all. But literally the moment I met her, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. And then every single time I see her, like I really... Um, but do you believe it or is it just part of your humour? There's a part of me that thinks it's just my humour, but she thinks that it's something a bit more deep. Deep-rooted. Hmm. I use it as a... You to work down on that. Yeah, I use it as a diversion uh, to take the focus off myself because then people are like, oh, no, it's fine. But she was like, you need... Uh, uh, she recommended, like, this group therapy for me. So she's like, yeah, um, to deal with your negative self-talk, we're going to... We're putting a, a group of people together who have um, issues with, like, themselves so that they can just talk through stuff. Mm. I know, I know. Sounds like it'll be good. <coughs> I think it will be. Um, I've already spoken to my manager and she's like, yeah, take as much time as you need. I'm like, oh, sweet, fun. So, how... Oh, oh I didn't realise we could rotate these mics. I know. Oh, I've just pulled the, pulled the table. Don't pull the table, son. There should be enough like movement in the arms. A lot of, lot of noise here. Look, you're a noisy Hello? Guy. You're a noisy Hello? Guy. Yeah, I can hear Hello? you. Hello? I can hear you, Hello? son. Hello? Now you get the crickets, bitch. Okay, so, in other news... Instead of you being a badass and having a dope time in Australia. Yeah. What else is cracking? I haven't finished my Australia story. Oh, fucking hell. I know, right? Keep going then. So after the Jess seminar, we had like a wrestling seminar in the afternoon with a girl called um, Taylor. She was awesome. Um, And I got to, uh, I got to drill with one of my uh, friends who... I never got to roll with last year. I got to roll with this year. She's, again, like, she's about my size, but she's a brown belt. And I love her to pieces. She's brilliant. She's from uh, Vancouver in Canada. Her name's Patricia Vandermeer. So she's a lovely person then. Yeah. yeah. She's dope. Um, And, like, we learned uh, a fireman's carry. Yeah. It's like, uh, throw. Yeah. I was going to say sweep, but I didn't. You saw it. <laughs> Um, and then after that, we had another sparring session. That was it for Sunday. How did you teach it? Wrap the arm around the neck. So it straight was under. It was the from leg standing. Was the she was like, "Yeah, once you once uh, yeah. you've secured the under, arm." Over. No, no, no. She didn't go under. She um, once she secured the arm, she was like, "It's like taking off a t-shirt." So you pull it up and you drop down to your knee, yeah. and then you just uh roll over that shoulder what so it was more like a sea and naggy but underneath the shoulder yeah boy okay that's pretty cool i enjoyed it she was one of the people that i wanted to roll with over the weekend but i never got the chance to um, she followed them hmm? as they roll uh kind of like she goes up to a bit of a, a tripod and then uh circles round the side but like when she goes over for like the like she drops okay, to her shoulder and then they roll over. 
And the arm she secured would be on the far side of the side control. Uh, yeah. I can visualize it in my head. I know. I know. The boom, boom, You're a smart person, kind of. Only when it comes to martial arts. <laughs> um, and yeah, on Monday we had like um, a technique workshop where everyone just asked questions of the black belt. They're like, oh, I can get to this position, but I'm struggling here. And then like uh, of the lineup of 12, like they'd go, like, oh, you come and answer this. And like everyone gave their two cents and like some submissions and stuff. So there was uh, like a really nice triangle set up which was pretty cool. There was some... I can't believe you haven't shown me all this. <laughs> you should just do it on me just so I can understand. Okay. Maybe after. Well, no, no, you can't f do a fireman's throw on that, can you? Nah. Sorry, firefighter's throw. <laughs> um, I don't know. What are you doing tomorrow evening? You can come to... I'll finish. Come to total. Come to total. Well, Friday, possibly, after work. Depends on times. Yeah. Oh, like somebody. If you can get there by about twelve like hours, half shifts. seven. Like on Friday, then yeah, definitely come to the women's class. Like just beat up some white belts. I don't beat up the white belts. They're very good there. Yeah, but you should because it's fun. It's not fun beating up white belts. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't learn through beat. Beatings. That's why. That's why. Well, I I get no enjoyment. That's why education has changed. I get in teaching. They don't whip. Look. Whip the kids anymore, do they? Well, maybe they should. Then they'd have a modicum of respect for their teacher, and they wouldn't throw chairs and shit at them. That's right. Bring back fucking punishment for children. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly. Um. Yeah, that's all of the the stuff we did. Um, after that, we went back. I, my friend, um, my friend and I stayed in an apartment above the promenade on Bondi Beach. So it was literally like you looked out over the beach. It was dope. Um, yeah, I'm very blessed. I I've come to realize this in my life. I'm very fortunate. Um, so while you was in Australia, I was in rainy old Britain. That's pretty cool. Working. Yeah. I am not blessed. No, nah, nah. not everyone can be me though, can they? No, it's I unfortunate. Mean. If everyone was <laughs> like you, no, actually it wouldn't be a better place. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it might be a bit worse. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. You're getting good with that. <laughs> but yeah, like other than that, like I don't really know what I've been doing. Um I've been trying to get my times up, as you can see on my little wall chart. Yep. So um I wasn't able to train last night, obviously, because I fucking had to stay late at work. But um the Monday class was real fun. Yeah. I had a great time. Um that head and arm choke. She also robbed from someone on Monday. <gasps> I did. His stuff's still in my car. I was supposed to take it with me this evening. Oh, no. <laughs> I was supposed to drop it back today. Um, well, that's an that's annoying. Uh, Give it to me. 
call them so out this week. Okay, cool. I didn't know. Yeah, I uh, I live closer. You do, you do. <laughs> oh fuck. Message him say it's because you gave it to me. Yeah. And then I can say I'll be I'll drop it into the gym. Oh, I'll get I'll get in contact with you. So how chat. this happened is after training, Chloe messaged me going, "I've got your kit bag." And in a moment of panic while driving, I looked to the side of me and was like, oh, God, have I left my kit bag? No, the kit bag's right next to me. I'm thinking, Sean, about my toiletry bag. I looked behind me. Toiletry bag's there. Then, Bless <coughs> you. Coronavirus. Um, <laughs> then, I voice note and go, what are you going on about? I've got my kit bag. Continue my drive. <laughs> she goes... <laughs> No, I've got your kit bag. It's a tatami one with <laughs> a purple belt in. And I'm like... No, fam. Oh, no, that's not mine. Mine's <laughs> in my boot. I didn't take it in tonight. And she has robbed someone. <laughs> I thought I was doing a nice thing. I was like, I'm going to see her tomorrow. <laughs> Pure robbed. I feel stolen. bad. So she had to put it in the group chat saying that she stole from someone. Yeah, the and guy. He got, he got back really upset. He was like, "Oh no, I think that was mine." I was like, "I'm so sorry." You won't be able to train till I get it back to you tomorrow, which I did not do. <laughs> Look, now I feel like shit. Why are you doing this? To me? Why? Are you Why are you like this? Guess I, what, I guess what happened the other day. I um was voice noting <gasps> Chloe. Yeah. And someone in the background farted so, so loud. loud. So loud. Was <laughs> like it? So loud. And it was all captured on voice note. It was great. One like, of the best things. So I get your phone up. You'll probably be able to. Oh, mate. I could definitely put this on. Is it, but am I talking about anything personal around? I don't think I am, am I? I'm like, hey. I don't think so. Oh my god, did you hear that part? <laughs> oh my god, you sent so many voice voice notes. Like, I'm, I would have to go through them to see. I can, I'll be able to tell you which one. Was it on... Pretty much, I just can't be asked to type sometimes, so I'll just voice note people. <laughs> sometimes? <laughs> All the freaking time. <gasps> I'm going to turn the volume down, and I'm going to have a quick listen, and you can feel the dead air. Okay, I'll fill the dead air. So, this week, I can still hear that. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that okay. one. <laughs> Ready, put it, no, put it up to the um, mic. I'll put it up to the mic like this. Oh, uh, you're right. Um, seven <laughs> Massive guff coming from my <laughs> big like, old Oh guff. my god, it's terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was gonna fill the gap with um, the Philip Schofield. He's a massive gayer now. No, he's come out this week. 
did. But I feel them. like it's a, it's appropriate because although it's not about Deidre Jane, we talk about LGBT issues and sure. um, everything. And I think there was a lot of stuff on social media about his coming out, like jokes mm. and... Um, I don't know, and there's loads of conspiracy behind why he's come out as well. Yeah, like, I heard a few things about it. Mm. Um, apparently, oh, who was it? Like, there was a, they did, like, an Oscar show uh, that had, like, Perez Hilton, uh, Sharon Osbourne, and, like, some other people. And on there, Perez was like, oh, yeah, he was being blackmailed or something. I was like, Yeah, okay. so... Conspiracy theory is um, he was sleeping with his runner, who was 18 years old. Um, nice. And then that split up after a while. He left the show and then he started blackmailing him. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he got paid off and then decided to come out. Mm. Which, considering he's 51, is it? Yeah. It's bit, bit of an age gap, that. It's a bit un- makes me feel uncomfortable if that was a man and a woman. Mm. That, yeah. Um. Obviously, I think it's easy for people to make up situations during that time, so yeah. I'm not g- take it like a pinch of salt until it's proven. But I think it's good that he's come out. Um, like I don't public figure. Yeah, like I don't like one. I don't think that there should be this level of furore around someone. Uh, being gay, mm-hmm. like it should just be okay, cool. Yeah. At the same time, it's nice to see like that there's some positive representation out there. But I think it was hard because it was like two. I saw loads of people like saying, um, "Don't hide your homophobia," um, about sending sympathy towards his wife and that. Yeah. And I kind of felt like. I understand where people are coming from, but mm. I also understand why people are sending sympathy towards his wife. Mm. Because, bear in mind, we don't know the situation. If his wife knew the whole time and chose that life with him, then mm. whatever, that's, a, that's the that's deal. That's their decision, yeah. That's their decision. Um, but if it was out the blue, he's come out, and I also understand why people would be like oh it must be shit for what for her to a certain degree yeah like i understand that but like i have I don't know, it's, a, it's a, such an awkward situation because <coughs> I, I understand it in both so i can empathize with this to some degree so um like i think we've like we've spoken about it on here before mm-hmm. like i was married for a while um my relationship with my ex-wife uh lasted Five and a half years, six years. Um, and like probably about three or four weeks into our relationship, I did say to her, like, this is uh, this is how I feel. And like I let her in on all of this stuff that's going through my head. I was like, it's not something that I want to act on now. But just so you know, in the future, this might come up and it might be a big issue. And she was like, cool, we'll deal with that when it happens. And we had five and a half years of, like, happiness. Like, real happiness. It was good. Um, and then when things started to go bad for me, like, mentally, um, I 
spoke to her and I was like, look, I don't think this is something that I can just walk away from. Um, Cause by the time I started my social transition, um, like officially, I had been imagining just steering into oncoming traffic on the way home every day. It was all I could think about because um, I wasn't happy. And that's not to say that she didn't make me happy because she did. She was um, she was an amazing part of my life and it, it still hurts to this day that she's not still a part of it. But at the same time, I needed to make changes Otherwise, something bad was going to happen either way. So it was either die in a fiery wreck with someone else or do this and like lose her. So I played the hand that was least damaging. And I, yeah, um, I had to go and speak to her parents. I had to speak to everyone else around that. And like her parents were, it wasn't both her parents, her dad was pretty cool but her mum her mum was a bit two-faced about it um to my face she was like if this is what you need this is what you need like you do what you have to but then like it got to a point where things started to become real and she was like how do you think this makes us look how do you think this makes cat look it's like well this has nothing to do with you or cat so how it doesn't matter how it looks what it matters is how i feel in this in this moment so you need to stop being selfish about this thing for one minute like i'm not taking anything away from her in doing this apart from myself and if i'm honest if i don't do this then she's not going to want to be with me anyway because like the depression and stuff that I've been through in the past two or three years is nothing compared to what I was five, six years ago. Like, that was intense. Yeah. I think it's hard because um, I think as the LGBT community, mm. we're all, we are very focused on how it impacts us or mm. our well-being or like, and even yeah. coming out at a later date you know, um, everything's focused on us. And so it should be mm. in the sense where coming out at any age is hard. Mm. Coming out later in life is way harder because Fuck you've yeah. already built a life and you'll have to reinvent yourself and your exactly. life. And you're scared of whether it will impact things or the perception people have on you, whether that will change and so forth. So I understand that. But I think as well, sometimes in the LGBT community we fail to actually acknowledge, acknowledge other other people's feelings mm. because it doesn't mean someone's transphobic or homophobic mm -hmm. for being selfish to a certain degree yeah because i know when i come out my mom the thing she said would have came across homophobic yeah and that sometimes when i've spoke about it that's shocking because she is not she's got mm. gay friends she's you know yeah. but there's that instant concern of you are picking the harder life. Yeah. And I we understand that. And I think sometimes when these feelings are thrown at us, we're being like, why are you being like this? You're making it harder for me, this, this, this. But we're actually taking into consideration that these are natural reactions to coming out to a certain degree. Especially and from parents. Yeah. like 
And I think think we shouldn't, because I think we're so PC, Mm. we're so politically correct, that sometimes if people are coming out, friends or family may hold back their own emotions to be politically correct and try and be there and be supportive Mm. and be that modern day person without actually like absorbing their emotions or their feelings about how it impacts them and speaking honestly and openly so sometimes they may go so say if say if you came out so say if you just came out to me now hey sophie yeah i'm trans there could be that instant thing where i go turn around to you then and go oh it's okay i'm here i'm there for you no matter what like it doesn't matter um whatever you need this is this Mm. so you have that perception then that i'm being nice that way about it and everything's fine and you don't even have to worry about that Mm. then a couple of months down the road oh chloe actually look at all this emotion i've got i'm not i'm actually am suffering from it like it's weird i'm not into like this is this and a lot of LGBT people don't know how to actually answer that. It's just like, why are you putting this pressure on me? Why are we this? Why are we that? Mm. Without having support groups to say, well, yeah, these are natural emotions for this. Mm. Like, it's never going to be easy. It's going to take some adjusting. Yeah. Um, we're like, never taught. We're always taught how to come out, but we're not taught how to accept and answer yeah. people's emotions. It's just like our answer is always... Why are you being like this? Do you shouldn't be like this? You're homophobic. You're transphobic. You're this, 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 this. Yeah. Without going, actually, don't That's worry. That's a natural reaction. I und- yeah. Hmm. Um, it's a natural reaction what you're going through. I understand it. It must be hard because you must feel like so this is this. I have a lot of experience with this firsthand. Like, um, as someone who came out to a lot of people later on in life and, like, I already had a life built so um there are a lot of people who are like why are you casting aside the life you've built like i had a pretty i had a pretty good life like on the surface from what everyone could see um and there were people who were like are you sure this is what you want like you've got a house you've got a a wife you've got this you've got that i was like "Mm, yeah because the only other option i have is killing myself and um that's going to happen pretty soon. Um, but like, I remember coming out to my mum and actually, no, I never got to come out to my mum. But I remember when I told her I was going through uh, like transition officially and she got, she got hung up on some weird things. She was like, whatever you do, just, just don't wear a wig. Promise me you'll never wear a wig. And I was like, mum, have you not I've seen got, my hair? I've got <laughs> shoulder length hair yeah. at this point. I'm like, why would I wear a wig? She's like, just promise me you won't. I was like, okay, this is something weird to get hung up on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was also uh, wise to the fact that my mum calls every single member of my family someone else's name before she gets to them. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Colette John Louise. Uh, Bernice, uh, and then she'd say my uh, my old name, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, cool, 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 cool." And like, for me personally, when people have used my previous name, I 
don't address it at all because if I give them enough time, they'll address it themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in being aggressive about that. Um, when I started my transition and uh, initially I was like, uh, I would like stop and go, it's Chloe now. And then that would be it. I wouldn't force it past that because um, the only thing that being aggressive about these things does is breed resentment. Like uh, at least that's my my opinion on it. So I always tried to. So as long as no one's doing it in a in a malicious way, exactly to be like, bleh, bleh, like if mm. and uh, we we've said this before with like non-binary um people yeah. like if they for me if I am someone that I will address people by the gender I perceive them as like yeah. I think it's common we we taught that from a young age with yeah. our vocabulary and that. It's a difficult so if, habit um, to, to so if someone is non-binary but they appear as a female and were born a female, I am more than likely going to use the pronouns of she, her, her yeah. yeah, she, her, this. So if I'm saying like them, what's up, Bab? Yeah, like what them, pro- them pronouns, and they yeah. turn around and like correct. Actually. Oh, actually, I use this. I always say, "I'm really sorry." I'll try and do it but just know um if i make mistakes i'm not doing it in yeah i'm not disregarding your feelings it's just something like i will take it on board mm. and try my best it's just something i have to get used to that's fine but sometimes i've had that conversation and people have like gone off on one yeah. um well no if you can't and i'm like look i'm i'm not gonna tiptoe yeah. around my vocabulary yeah when i'm comfortable and trying to have a nice conversation exactly i would do my best Mm. you're but only just human. give me a chance <laughs> just like yeah and like even to this day my mum gets my name wrong sometimes and sometimes my family get my name wrong and like i have all the patience in the world because i know no one's doing it like maliciously um one of the most valuable conversations i ever had was with my friend brian um i've known brian since i was in uh secondary school uh we met in like year 10 and we literally been best friends since had a bit of a stumbling block last year doesn't matter but like um i remember when i came out to him and his partner at the time uh who's still his partner they're now husband and wife and um (laughs) (laughs) and like when i told him he was like that's cool if you need anything let me know and i was like awesome cool i thought this was going to be like a big thing and about six eight months into my social transition i was at his house we were playing games and stuff and um someone was talking about trans stuff on the tv and um he said to me i have to admit when you first came out to me i was really worried because he didn't know how it was going to affect him and our relationship she was like, I didn't know who you were going to be. Because that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Because like with transition, it's not like, oh, from now on, I'm just going to wear these things. Like There are social changes that happen alongside the yeah, physical. And I'm sure there's parts of you who you've hid for years. Yeah, of course. That will come out. So he was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to like the person that you were becoming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
that's an entirely valid opinion to have and like nobody else addressed that with me at all and he was the only one who was like I really struggled with it but I didn't want you to see that I was struggling with it because it was his it was his battle to have and I was like that's fucking dope thanks for telling me and like yeah there were changes over that time but like I still smash him at some beat-em-ups and shit he still beats me at uh, first person shooters when we play video games and stuff we still like the same movies we still listen to the same music like nothing changed dramatically like we're still good friends but um it is a big question like that looms over especially like yeah i remember when um i came out and i remember i was so scared that like my friends just wouldn't be the same around me again like they wouldn't want to hug me or touch me or kiss me and stuff like that yeah and it's not (laughs) like um stupid him but like obviously when you're quite I've always been quite girly girl in my approach to my friendships where you know you like the little feeling. lame things of like yeah. you know hugging or in if you're drunk like I love you ki- and yeah. like kissing each other on the lips and stuff like that and I was so scared that I was gonna lose that because people would be like oh god no mm. cause she's probably looking at this this way that I am very lucky that that never happened mm. like my mates probably more so went oh well now you're a lizard. Um, <laughs> do, what do you what do you think of my tits? Like, do you reckon blokes will like them? I'm just like, get them out. Let's yeah. have a look. No, but that's what yeah. they like. We walk, we'd walk around naked in front of each other. It's not like, yeah. And see, this was one of the biggest. Um, it was one of the the oddest things for me to experience, like after my social transition, um, because the dynamics of my um, friendships changed where i now have like a mostly female friendship circle whereas previously it was mostly male and the dynamics in those friendships are completely different to what a male friendship dynamic is like Mm -hmm. and see that's really interesting because i've got like both male and female friendship groups but i always find it so funny like and entertaining to see how men socialize with each other Mm. It is so. I don't. Sometimes I just don't get it. <laughs> just like it's like they can. Uh, it's just so separate. Mm. Like very. It's difficult to express emotion. It's difficult to. Um, I don't know. It's it's difficult to feel vulnerable in front of your friends because it leaves you open to being mocked, mm. and like that's where most people's sense of humor has come from especially like in male friendship groups it's all about piling on the person who's a bit of a pussy which is um i don't know it's a bit of an odd one like sometimes i i do feel like a valuable member of a a male male friendship group group, Mm. in the sense where they'll come to me if they have any issues or if um they want to um, ask questions they'll ask me questions and yeah um and there's no judgment there and mm. if we're in a group the other people can't take the piss out of them because i'm just like wait a sec like is that going to help this situation like let's take it a little bit more seriously yeah and it's like um i don't think that really happens within male groups it's just like mm. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
Lots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and I'm not saying all lads because I've got some male friends who might as well be girls. Yeah. Like, who are very masculine, but they might as well be girls in their approach towards life. Yeah. Like, everything is a spectrum. Hmm. But. And I, uh, well, weirdly, I was saying this because um, with someone, um, I was speaking to someone and their child came out. And I always said it's really important to take it like a pinch of salt at the age that the person was who came out. Yeah. Um, obviously, she did the right thing and was very supportive. And and I'm just like, just take it like a pinch of salt because everything can change. Mm. And I think we're so... Cl- we're always so used to putting labels on things. So until someone is 100% certain or live their life, and I do, I do think when you're too young, you don't know. Mm. And what well, I came out when I was 18, but I still probably wasn't 100% sure on who I am and the life that I wanted to live until yeah. I was probably 20. So, so that's like two years <coughs> of like still trying to figure it out. So... I have I have differing feelings on that um but that's because we have different experiences. Yeah. So um nothing frustrates me more than people who say people who say things like um they're just kids like they don't know what they want uh, especially when they're talking about trans kids. Um Children are very intuitive. They understand who they understand who they are more than you think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stand it when people say you shouldn't let them dress that way. You shouldn't let them do this. You shouldn't let them do that. Uh, I'm with you on that. It's ridiculous. Just let exactly. kids be kids. Yeah. But this is why I'm saying, like, although I'm saying take it like a pinch of salt, I'm also saying you take it very, very serious, but just be aware. That things that will change. Things can change. Yeah. Because of that's course. the worst thing is I and I'm only saying this is because I've seen people who have been in a lesbian relationship, grew up identifying as a lesbian woman, mm-hmm. then met a man and then really been torn apart by the community. Yeah. And really been like um shunned upon and like, oh you're not part of the group now. And I think uh, sometimes I honestly think uncoming out is just as bad as coming out. Yeah, of course. Um, because if people are always like, oh, well, you're the lesbian, you're this, you're that, you're like, if... Yeah, you don't get to your, define my label. Yeah, if people <laughs> use that label all the time, like, oh, this is my lesbian friend, this is this, this is that. If you decide at a later date that, or if you just fall for someone who isn't within that category of sexuality... People don't like it. So sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, just remember it can change at any point. Mm. Like, so I think throughout your life, you develop, you change. So, yeah, I cannot picture my life not being a lesbian. Like, I can't because I've lived most of my life that way. I'm happy that way. I imagine I will marry a woman and this is this. But I've also said that that come up and surprised me and shocked me. I never imagined my life that way. So who's to say that a man couldn't step in my life and do that for me too? I cannot imagine it. But at the same time, I've always said, yes, I do identify as a lesbian woman. But 
I will never ever shut myself off from. I, d- I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's no value in that. Like, imagine if I uh, like. I know I have to think about it in this sense. Imagine for some reason if like some man stepped into my life and I fell in love with them and I actually enjoyed having sex with them. Hmm. How fucking funny that would be. <laughs> imagine it would be hilarious. And actually, that's. I, I generally think that would be more scary than actually coming out. Yeah, I can see that. Imagine everyone around, or everyone before like, you what were the fuck? Doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can never imagine it happening. It's not how I would no. vision and would like my life to mm. be. But it is it is a hilarious thing that I've always thought. Well, yeah, I'd be stupid to. Mm. But like, going back to trans kids for a moment, the biggest issue I have with people is saying, is them trying to prevent uh, trans children from getting the care that they need. Um, Because like, it's, it's a difficult um, mindset to be in when you're that young and it does force you to grow up real quick because you, you're hiding a lot. You don't feel like you can be um, open with friends and family. And it causes a lot of resentment like towards yourself. So it makes sense to address it early. Um, and like if a six-year-old like little boy goes, I go to their parents, I think I'm female. And those parents take that seriously. And then they the pr- they put everything in place and they say okay so now you're going to live as a female you can do this this and this there's literally no harm in that like children aren't sexualized anyway so there's no separation of children in like sports teams and stuff so that's fine um no one's forcing hormones on children like the only thing that they'll ever be given is puberty blockers and they've been proven well like in the short sample studies that they've u- they've done they've been proven to be amazing with regards to that child's mental health because they don't develop the secondary sexual characteristics of the their birth gender but at the same time if they say like when they hit 16 actually i don't think this is for me i'm going to move on nothing negative has come out of that they've got to experience their life as they thought they wanted it wasn't what they expected they can go back to living as whatever they were assigned at birth yeah. oh, well i agree with you and um i honestly thought i was a boy most of my life in the mm. sense where when i was growing up and i was young i used to, my mum used to call me a special boy so i always <laughs> wanted to be a boy and um i used to, you know i would wear boys clothes all the time i'd mm. never wear girls clothes yeah um and it wasn't till I was a teenager um, I think like year probably year nine in school maybe where I started being like oh should I dress more girly should I do this and then I took more of a feminine approach to the way that I look yeah um, how was it, that how was it for me yeah how how was it going from like this hyper masculine appearing girl to like all of a sudden, you're going to school as this girly girl. Did like you get any repercussions from that? Well, y- yeah, like I remember, ev- 
I walked in in a skirt with my hair done with some makeup on and these big <laughs> sunglasses which looked like Victoria Beckham's <laughs> or David Beckham's back in the day when they used to wear double denim. And um, I remember everyone was just like, oh my God, that's Sophie, what the hell? And even my friends now remember that day. Like, we'll say, do you remember that day when you come into school and you just like changed? And I just changed over And I went really over dramatic with trying to be feminine. Mm. Um, and I remember I did for a very long time, like I would always wear a dress, my hair would be done, this, this, this. I just went OTT because I liked the attention that came with it. Mm. But it wasn't me. It really wasn't me. And um, it wasn't till I probably met my first proper partner then where I started trying to dial it back. Be me again. Yeah. Just be, find out who I was or what I was. Um, so that's, that's a pretty common thing in the trans community as well. Like, especially when you're starting out in your social transition, there's like a dramatic oversteer at the beginning. Um, I remember when I started my transition, it was always dresses to work um, or like uh, smart vest tops and like dress trousers and stuff. Uh, always had makeup, always had my hair down. And, um, like it was that way until I started training jujitsu. Jujitsu is the reason why I don't wear makeup every day. But, um, yeah, there was the oversteer kind of corrects itself over time and you kind of fall back into the, a comfortable position. It's like, you have to be hyper feminine to realize the things that you want and the things that you enjoy from that like persona. But then you also have a load of stuff that you enjoyed previously, like comfort and pockets. So <laughs> you just... 100% pockets. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, I get I get the oversteer into that, like, personality. And, yeah, winding it back in. And, like, I've seen you when you go out. You're like... I'm the ultimate catfish. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like the fact that I can do both, though. Yeah, And sometimes awesome. I wonder whether I wasn't... If I didn't do that oversteer, would I be as feminine now? Mm. Would I have a shaved head with tattoos and all this? But then I'm like, oh, well, it is what it is. I can look back and maybe question all these things, but... But you are who you are. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't the know. Wind blows. So... Jiu-jitsu. Oh, we're back here. <laughs> I know, believe it or not. Um, you haven't been training very often, mm-hmm. have you? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you trained, like, before Monday? Was it when you did it with that class for Haney? Yeah. No way. That was ages ago, son. I know. <sighs> so now just, what's that? I was just going to say, now I'm just going to have to talk about all the jiu-jitsu what I've done. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> the reason being is sometimes like when I don't know like when life's a bit chaotic it's easy to I don't, I, I've done martial arts since I was like four years old Yeah. so 
it's always there. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not. Um, it's just a constant. It's a constant thing where I'll dip in, dive in, or do that. Um, I've throughout my life in phases gone into. I've committed four years of my life to something, and I've trained nearly every day. Did this, did that. And sometimes um, I don't. It's, uh, it's really hard, but sometimes I don't know who I am without martial arts. Sometimes. Yeah. So I have to. When things are getting quite hectic in my life or works really hard and this is this I I know people use martial arts as an escape mm. but sometimes I just need to take a step back from yeah. that and just have some time and then revitalize ready to go back into it so you saw like obviously on Monday when I went got everything sorted so I can partake yeah. on a regular basis again yeah and even my schedules over the next couple of weeks i've tried to plan in training yeah um, of course. obviously that can differ whether work need me or not mm. but um yeah i'm you're coming I play back. with a fork but yeah yeah it's always it's always hard and I, I really hate sometimes um in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I've seen it before when you go into gyms and um, been shamed because you haven't been there for two weeks or yeah. whatever, and it's like, oh, where you been? And it's like, I don't give a f- do you, do you really do you care? Like that I'm here now. Yeah. So just sometimes, like, um, I'm just like, if someone's there, they're there. So the right approach when someone's coming back in or you haven't seen them in a while to just really take them oh it's really good to see you how you been doing yeah um like, oh you've been in house work been it's been stressful yeah cool well it's really good to have you back like you know we'll see you next session stuff like that yeah that approach instead um as someone who's coached and been a teammate to many people that's my approach towards that situation mm. whereas you know in the past when i've had had to have time off for stuff or if i'm going through stuff and i just need to Take a step back because I I know it sounds stupid, but sometimes, for me, martial arts isn't my escape. Mm. It is part of who I am. Yeah. And if I have a bad vibe going on and I go to the mats, I'm not escaping. It's coming with me because it's just so installed into my life that it's actually just a part of me rather than a part of. Yeah, that makes sense another it's just a thing on the side or something like that and i'm not saying it is but that's for me um i just have to have a breather sometimes just to refocus and sort of work out what i want to do and where i want to go and that how do you feel now then um good i need to just build it back up go for some stuff and Mm. um build some sort of routine and happy place within yeah brazilian jiu-jitsu again and within martial arts again um because i think for a long time obviously the the reason for me to get into martial arts um was through protection and just my upbringing and i think i use martial arts a lot to deal with trauma in the sense of rescuing women helping women doing stuff yeah. and looking after people and 
when that's all that Brazilian that's when that's all that martial arts was to me it was like well actually I need to go away deal with my trauma and then come back and rebuild what is martial arts to me if it's not to deal with rescuing women yeah um <coughs> and having a healthy balance between this and that your mum's a healthy balance <laughs> 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 oh. Don't bring Sal into it. How was her birthday? Oh, she's a little sweetheart, isn't she? <laughs> she had a great time. She didn't. She was fucking marfil. And um, my sister's um, in one of her funny moods. So Love um, it. me and mum were just like sat there, like side eyeing each other. <laughs> but no, she liked a present that I kind of brought nice. the day before. Like a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> and it bide. But I did put a montage of her on my Insta story. I saw that montage. It was dope. I watched every single one of them. <laughs> she's funny. I'm going to play all them when she's dead. <laughs> At a funeral. On a big screen. Do it. Do it. I especially enjoyed the one where it's like, this is what she picked out to be her bikini. And it's just yeah. <laughs> her underwear. Just no, literally, that morning we were on holiday. And then we were like, yeah, we'll go to the beach. We got to the beach and she took her clothes off. I was like, Mum, got your bra and knickers on. She's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thought it was a bikini. <laughs> you didn't. She's a she's Many things. So, um, on, what did I do this weekend? On Saturday, I went down to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, got to hang out with Jo. Um, oh, talking about Jo, should we give her a ring? I'm joking. She'll kick off at us. She fucking will. I know she will. Next time, I'm getting her on the cl- on a call, though. Definitely. So, with the new equipment we've got, um, you can plug in your phone and have live phone guests. So um, I think we should put this out there. Yeah. If people actually want, if you want to call in, call in and have a conversation, or talk to us, or ask us questions live on air, then let's do it. Like yeah, get in touch over our social media. Um, we can link link up, and then we can sort out actually having a live phone in. Frick yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. Um. Joe's not currently online, but if she was, I definitely. Um, let's just see. I'm gonna see what she's up to. If give she her a message, if she messages back in the next few lot. minutes, I'll give her a call. Let me voice note her. Pass me your phone. Okay. Oh, hang on. The oh, bubbles. She back? Oh, the she's bubbles. Back. Oh, the bubbles. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> Like I, uh, I had a quick go, sat on the sofa chilling. Kids are in bed. Oh my days! Is it just Perfect. you? Is it just you? Boom. Okay, so what I can do is that's not that one, is it? That's Bluetooth. Yeah, I know. Oh, you Bluetoothing it over? You're not even got to plug it in. Nah, son, you just put it on Bluetooth. That's pretty it's got to be pow. Yes, I want to connect to Bluetooth. Oh, wow. Oh, my You day. can't see what's happening right now, but she's just pressing buttons oh and things God. are happening. I'm just, I'm going to call this. 
have you told her what's going to happen or are we just no. surprised? No. I'm just I'm just going to call her and see what happens. Hello? Oh. Oh, hang on a minute. Um, How do I do this? I know you do, but I can't... R oh, it's this one. Is that it? Oh no. Yes. You need to have a connector on your phone. Oh my god, it's already oh, connected. No, you've got to Are you still again. there, Joe? Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much. Oh that's the one. Unsuccessful. Just plug it in. Look, I can't plug it in because it's being rubbish at me. Look, I'm just gonna turn that off. Would you like to play on your smartphone? Yes. Now there. And now this. Just plug it in. It's connected. Okay. And yeah. now. Done. Oh, she's here. Can you talk now? Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh my god. Hello. <laughs> oh hi. This is Sophie. You are live on roleplay. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, why would you do this to me? I because did tell her to give you some pre-warning. I tried to give you pre-warning. That you guys trying to set that up sounded really dirty because all I could hear was, "Oh, plug it in." No, there. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, just like that. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Look, well, there was many things happening. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun here. <laughs> Loads of That's off, good to know. Good off to know. camera, off camera antics. <laughs> let's call it that. Definitely. I'm pretty sure if it's on camera, it'd just be called porn, wouldn't it? So, yeah. That's that true. true. Yeah. yeah. I'll give We're you that. We like to say porn on our podcast. I've said cunt before. I'm pretty sure porn's okay. <laughs> you let off this one time. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. No more potty mouth from me. Oh, maybe. No. oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, I was just telling uh, Sophie that I came down to see you on Saturday and we had fun. We listened to some Wade Walker Jr. That was dope. We did indeed singing inappropriate lyrics very loudly at each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Sit on My Face and it's amazing. It's just as good I as like you can imagine. <laughs> wow, this needs to get sent to me. I'll send it to you. So I can play it to my nan. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck I yeah. played it to my mum. She wasn't too impressed. Well, Robo Mum doesn't have a sense of humour. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so how's everything with you? I haven't s spoke to you or seen you in a very long time. I'm going to get you I to know, come you with me next time. Next time um, we're down in Southampton, you're coming. Yeah, I'm good for a road trip. Nice. Yay! Yeah, I'm good. I'm not dying from, like, gross, coldy flu crap anymore. That's always fun. Which is fun. And my eyes are no longer glued shut for conjunctivitis. So, yay! Yay! So, what a yeah. I know. I've been like a sexiness over the last couple of weeks. So um, much sex. But yeah, all good. Just want to get back to training. Oh, so how's everything um, down down at the gym? Yeah, amazing. The new it's gym so is good. Yes, yeah, son. I can't wait to come down. I heard that um, sort of some of my firefighter colleagues made a mess of yours. Oh, you had sorry. But they met some of the firefighters made a mess of the old place, didn't they? <laughs> did we did they? Talk about that. Oh, do we not talk about that? No, no, it's fine. Like, 
uh, <laughs> we, we always enjoy the men in blue. Is it, they call you the guys the men in blue? No, that's the police. Yeah, I know that, but what do they call you the men in? Like, f- not flame retardant uniforms. That's too long. Well, they shouldn't it be called totally men anyway. It totally sounded like you were talking for a melon, by the way. Sounds like we're talking for a melon. No, it sounded like she was calling you a melon. Oh, she probably was. Yeah. I do have both of my big juicy melons out. Mate. Oh, now I'm saying it's not a video call. Uh-huh. Oh. Don't worry, I'll send you a photo later. <laughs> Why Yay! Not, yeah. um, but no, like at the weekend, uh, Joe was really sicky, so I got to teach her women's class, which was a da dope. Because I'm fucking brilliant, son. I taught some. Uh, I'm guessing none of the women have come back. No, they've run a mile. They said they're never coming back. That's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but justified. <laughs> no, no they said they fucking... loved that. Actually. Yeah, they did. They, um, someone even posted on the Facebook page saying it was awesome. I was Yeah, they trust. said you were lovely. I'm not too sure if she got the right person, though. Shh, shh, I'm going to take it anyway. <laughs> no, I taught some fucking butterfly sweeps from, uh, uh, what's it called? Like uh, arm drags and uh, shoulder isolation. It was dope. It was well good. Like, sounds like saying I was happy to work through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have what? you? By the way, Joe. Say yeah. A, say a joke. Say a joke. Oh, yeah. A joke? No, I'm really shit with jokes. Just I say, don't. Just do say jokes. no. Say a joke. Just, just any joke. Come on. I genuinely don't know okay, any jokes. Say something really depressing. Really depressing. <laughs> um. Oh, Effie sat in a corner and cried for half an hour earlier. and wouldn't even look at me. That was pretty depressing. Big. Could you hear that? <laughs> I could. That's it was amazing. so mean. Because <laughs> Effie is literally one of my favourite people on the planet, and you made me do. You that. know why? Why? Purely because I told her she had to try a little bit of lasagna. Uh, <laughs> I know, try a little bit. I was like, try a little bit. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat the rest of it. If you're not going to eat your dinner, you need to go sit in the corner. So she just went and sat in the corner. <laughs> and then I was like, are you going to come over and say sorry to me for having a tantrum? And she just shook her head. And then John came home and was just like, what are you doing? And he's like, go say sorry to mum. And she was just like, no. <laughs> wouldn't come near me. I was like, okay. Fine, She's I won't my hero. <laughs> that for a bit of um, pasta. But like, um, Effie's usually like super shy with people and she's like on the last couple of times that I've been down, she's actually been really nice to me. So I don't care about anyone else. I just like the fact that she knows my name for one and two, she just <laughs> smiles at me every now and then. You need to start And she tries to, to attack you with super yeah, you need to me. stop trying to be that like cool parent that's like just dogging out the parent. <laughs> I'm the fun <laughs> aunt. Just so you can be like number one. Mate, one of my favourite things to do when my nieces and nephews were like really young was be like, oh yeah, I'll take them for the day, load them up on sugar and then give them back. The best feeling. The best. You're terrible. You're never ever going to meet my And kids. that is why you're not allowed <laughs> around the children unattended. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm a great person. <laughs> you can't that, say and I'm I not. worry about what jokes you'll teach Marley. Uh, 
It's the fact that it's the total disregard of what swear words to say in front of children as well. I'm okay with swears around children mostly. Yeah, to be fair, I'm really bad and I swear like a sailor in front of them and I probably (laughs) shouldn't. But I teach them to tell me off for doing it so that they know it's bad and then they don't do it. That's pretty cool. I don't have that foresight. Have I ever told you my favourite joke? What? Do you know who Bill and Ben are? Yeah. Okay. So Bill one... and Ben, the flower pot man. Yeah, man. Um, mm. So one day in the flower pot garden, Bill turns to Ben and he says, Flobber, wobber, lobber, lobber, wobber, lobber, lobber. Basic stuff for Bill and Ben. Ben turns to Bill and like gives him a weird look and he's just like, if you loved me, you'd swallow that. That was so crap. That was terrible. Oh, come on. That's my favourite joke in the world ever. I told that to a Christian and they hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of the guys I work with, he was like, you can't say things like that at work. I was like, I just did. It was good. I live my best life every day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as you're happy. Exactly. Screw everyone else's happiness as long as I'm happy. So, I'm knackered. So, what have you guys been talking about so far? Um, Philip Schofield being a bummer. Yeah, all about Australia being dope. Australia was dope, yep. Um, about... Uh, yeah. I'm nowhere near my target for 400 hours on the map. <laughs> oh, mate, and we need to get another one of these in, because literally next Thursday morning, I fly out to Hawaii. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you just live in the life while I'm slaving away. Uh, I'm only there for two weeks. Oh, only two weeks. Fight <laughs> me. I know. I'm going to Maui for five days and I'm going to Oahu for the other seven. Sure. Joe, do you, you just hang out and make her really jealous? Oh, oh my God. Yes, that do. would really do it. piss her off. It wouldn't piss me off. That would be like a dream come true. I love it when you two get together. And we should all three of us get together. Yeah. No, not without you. You're not allowed anymore. Aww. <laughs> oh. I went straight in with the nice, yeah, but now I'm saying no. Oh, no. Okay. Screw <laughs> <laughs> you. Well, okay, fuck me. Okay, I get it. I get it. I know when I'm not wanted or needed or cared for. I didn't get my Nando's, by the way, Joe. Why not? I end up having a burrito instead. Oh, Julie, can you. you not talk about food? Because I'm really hungry. I might go Sainsbury's after I know, to get same. some ice cream. I'm not going to Sainsbury's and get an ice cream. I need like. You can go Sainsbury's and get real food if you food. want. Yeah, but I've got. I need to stop eating out because I do have food at home. <laughs> Sorry. Spending so much money on food, eating out. Yeah. Ridiculous. I'm just craving a milkshake though. Hmm. Oh, milkshakes are good. Do you remember that milkshake we got? Where was it? All three of us we went and got a milkshake. And it was amazing. Oh, um, Byron Burger. Yeah, Byron Burger. That was good. We need to do that again. Yeah. Okay. Train and Byron Burger. So, obviously, we can't do this weekend. Because you suck. Well, also the woman are. But, um, 
that's true. Uh, Where's the woman are this time? Uh, it's on Sunday. Um, I'm working. As usual. So Sam Cook's got like a three-hour set. Ooh, I've got the hiccups. Uh, it's got a three-hour seminar uh, Sunday morning to afternoon. Should be fun. Should be yep. fun. How are you getting yeah, there, Um, I think me and Sarah are going up together. I think she's coming to pick me up. Oh, yes. yes. That'll be good. But I'm kind of more along the lines of I've not trained really properly over the last four weeks, so I don't know how much I'm going to survive three hours. It's we'll fine. see. It's fine. My logic is, if I pretend I'm okay, then I'm okay. Exactly. And then we just deal with the aftermath later. So exactly. Like <laughs> the day will be there. fine, but it's the next four that will be a bit sucky. But by that time, I don't care anymore because it doesn't affect me. So she'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> no, it's just that I'll be living it up in the sun. Look. <laughs> if you saw me when I got back from Australia, you would see my apprehension about going to fucking yeah, you Hawaii. You don't look very tanned. To be fair, but it wasn't the best of weather, was it? Smoky cloud. Um, I think you'll find <laughs> that every day I was there, it was uh, low 40s. So Where's between... your tan then? Yeah, you uh, came back warmer than ever. I think you'll find that like, there is a tan line there somewhere. Let me just get my tits out. It's just a red <laughs> Yeah, red exactly. Mess. Um. The day I got back, my whole face was peeling. It was disgusting. And I had to go to work. Oh, delightful. So, um, yeah. And then it has been peeling ever since. Potato. Mm. Mm. I'm there for two weeks. So maybe I'll actually get a tan and come back and everyone will be like, oh, my God, cultural appropriation. I'm like that, though. Have you seen me when I've freshly come back from holiday? No. I am... So t- I go so dark. That's amazing. I change ethnicity. On day. <laughs> I go really, really dark, but then during the winter, I go like a green colour. And just look- I go, I do, I go really pale, and I just look ill all over <laughs> winter. So it needs to hurry up and be sunny again. So when I get back, we should all free me up. Do some, yeah. do some, do some rolling around. But together. we're gonna meet up loads about you anyway. Yeah. So yeah, do that definitely. Because I say this, I've got work most of the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> of work's killing I'm me. I'm currently off. in the process of moving house, so yeah. That'll all be done by the time I get back, though. So we should be able to just have a day where we can all just chill out. Yeah, yeah. It be. Well, it needs to be done by next Sunday, and I've still got like a whole house to pack. Ah, oh, sick son. What are you doing sat here talking to us then? Go pack. <laughs> yeah. Because I've spent I've spent all today packing and shifting furniture to the new place. But it feels like when <laughs> I'm moving stuff to the new place and come back that everything that's been here has started breeding and then there's more stuff. I don't know what's going on. Just not working hard enough, are you? No. All I'm probably hearing not. is excuses. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll get it done. Yeah. It's all good. I don't know about you two, but I need to go get some food and some drinks because we've been talking for an hour and thirty-five minutes. Yeah, that you dealt sense. with Chloe for an hour and forty-five minutes. You're a saint. Well, she's something. She's <laughs> <laughs> got just got a lot of patience. Yeah, I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry about that. laughs>
fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for speaking to us, Joe. You know how much I love you. Love you guys. I'll catch you later. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> right, she's gone. I'm going to turn that off so I don't accidentally. Uh, yeah. Cool. Right. So all that's left to do, basically, is say, um, well, I didn't even get on to lo- half the things I wanted to fucking talk about. An hour and a half in and my tummy's grumbling. I, but I, say it all in like one sentence. Three words. I don't one word. Jess Fraser legend. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's three words. Okay. So, like, okay, I'm just going to take like five minutes to rattle off some stuff about Jess because I love her so much with all my heart and soul. Um, So, something that doesn't really um happen a great deal uh in like jujitsu and something that i believe should happen more especially for the females in the sport is um just understanding (coughs) that it's okay to be vulnerable um emotionally not physically because sometimes that's traumatic but um i told you how I was crying so much when uh, Jess was introducing the black belts and Kirsty got her um, black belt and all of this. Um, seeing Jess sat on the mat, literally breaking down in floods of tears because um, one, that camp was a culmination of 10 years worth of work. That was the 10th camp that she's put on and it's grown and grown and grown. And... Um, like it means a lot to so many people and seeing her be able to uh, be that open and vulnerable with that many women was super powerful for me. Um, Also, like the way I see jiu-jitsu handled by men and women in the sport is very much the same when... It shouldn't be. We're not the same. Like men and women handle situations differently. Men and women handle um, most things differently. So I don't see why um, women should feel pressured to perform like men in the sport, if that makes any sense. Um, So for me, (coughs) seeing her uh, coach, seeing her um, just be as open and yeah vulnerable with everyone like it was so empowering to see and like every time like you get all of the the same like kind of questions like oh what advice would you give to um someone who's starting jujitsu later on in life i'm in my 40s i'm in my 60s i've got this disability i've got that disability she's like she doesn't lean into, oh, you just have to get on and do it. She's like, well, we're women in the sport and we don't have that. So that's something that you get to define. It's like you're you're starting jujitsu at like 45. We haven't had someone start that late and get their black belt. That's something you get to define. You're, you're that. And they're like, oh, 
never thought of it like that. Oh, you don't have like an arm. You get to define what that means for you. You get to define all of these things. Like you shouldn't be looking to be the next Keenan, the next Kynan. You shouldn't look to be the next Josh Hinger. You should look to be the best version of you and put that out there. And like, I don't know, like that's what the camp meant to me this year. Like the jujitsu perspective to have on it. Yeah, the jujitsu is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But, like, she's the reason I go to Australia. Like, literally just her. Everything else is uh, a bonus for me. Um, I've literally got nothing but love and admiration for Jess Fraser. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to cry emotional. if I keep... No, don't. <laughs> She's getting very emotional. So what we're going to do is give it one of these. Oh, oh no, that was the wrong one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Why are you doing that? I just wasn't reaching it. <laughs> um, that's just one way to stop Chloe from breaking down right now. Look, Bloody Nora. Look, don't call me Nora. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, that's very so cute. Yeah, all I, I can like say. like a DJ then when you swipe that know. down. I know. All I can say is if you're ever in the fortunate position to be able to fly out to Australia and go to one of those camps, definitely do. It's um, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had, and I've had it twice. So I would do it tomorrow mm. if I had the money, like I would with most things. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see what bonus I get this year and then maybe I'll take us both next year no yes yeah, I'm it's not happening yeah but it might yeah but it's not happening because I would never ever allow that mm. I probably would it's, <laughs> it's a great opportunity you can <laughs> oh not take no I couldn't I'd be like too overwhelmed with stuff exactly I'd finally get to see you cry you're never emotionally vulnerable with me. I cry all the time. Yeah, but not for me. Cry for me, no, bitch. No, it's because I always cry after sex and we haven't had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I don't. Look, if this is some sordid way to try and get into my bed, it's not going to happen. Mm. Like, d I got, um, speaking of beds, before I left, I got like a new mattress. And when I got back, I got a new mattress topper. And my bed is so comfortable right now. Like you don't even not wanting know. to leave. Oh my god! Um, like I got a, like a super firm mattress, like a That's like a, a hotel mattress, well. but I got a, a memory foam mattress topper. Mm. So it's like the perfect balance of uh, hard and soft. Mm-hmm. It's like a sweet and salty, <laughs> but soft and firm, <laughs> like a semi-flaccid penis. I was thinking of saying <laughs> penis, but then I was like, mm, no. Anyway, oh. if you've lasted this long, congratulations. You're one of three people who have listened to this thing the whole way through, and two of them are here. Um, oh, sorry. As always. That was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> as always, it's a pleasure to see you, my dear. It was a pleasure to see you. Oh, and uh, yeah, maybe we should do this again sometime, possibly in the next week. Yeah, before next Thursday. 
Who would have thought? Well, if not after Hawaii. Whoop, 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 whoop. I might record whoop, one when whoop, I'm out whoop. there with uh, Kimberly again. Are you going to take all that? No, nah, I'm just going to do, uh, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, and just do it uh, with my laptop. Um, But yeah. Like, did you listen to the one I did with Kim? She's yeah. hilarious. I fucking love that. Uh, girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. And uh you know what? I think we deserve <laughs> a round of applause. For making it this far. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it any further if I don't get some food in my tummy, so cool. Right. Well Love you all. This has been roleplay. Thank you so much for listening. And uh Bye. Yeah, we're